Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Race from Come, recorded on the 8th of November 1991, so that would have been during the time of Diamonds and Pearls, uh, although Diamonds and Pearls was out by that point, so most likely something that would have gone onto the Symbol album um, at the record plant, um, and then re-recorded at Paisley Park in uh, May 1993 and released on the 16th of August 1994. On the track it is mostly Prince. Uh, though there are some background vocals from Maite, and there is a sample of of uh, Jerlin Steele um, saying the words "face the music" over and over again, um, and then you have the MPG horns, um, which I, Prince it also sounds like he's sampled the MPG horns and he's playing them on a sampler rather than the MPG horns themselves playing this song. But you know that's something we can talk about later. Uh, the track itself is four minutes twenty eight, and joining me to talk about it is Spencer Seams. Hello, Spencer. Hello, Darren. Um, now. This is your first episode on Prince Track by Track. I just wanted to ask you a little bit about your um, history with Prince as an artist. Like, um, you know, how aware were you um, of him uh, being a younger gentleman as mm. you are? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you recall kind of knowing about Prince? Um, you know, was there a specific kind of song or record that you kind of recognize? as being kind of like your earliest exposure to Prince? Um, for me, I can't really remember exactly what it was. This, ever since I was aware of like pop music, I've kind of known who Prince was. Like uh, as far as like where's my family and where I grew up, it's just kind of like, it's like, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, uh, Aerosmith, you know, like it's, it's just something that you simply know. Yeah. That, it, that exists in the world. Well, you know, he was one of the biggest stars of the 80s. So, so I feel by the time you're born, I don't know, in the 90s. Um, yeah. You know, and, and considering this song was recorded in 1991, is this song older <laughs> or younger than you? Uh, what month? Uh, November. Um, younger than me. Not by much, though. Yeah, not by much. <laughs> For a genre, I guess I would, I mean, to me, it kind of, this is mm. something that Prince starts to do at this particular point in time, which is it's it feels like Prince is kind of trying to do uh, like a, a, like a rap song, but with kind of dance mm-hmm. elements. I've you know how accurate to feel that is. Like uh, these are first. This is the first time I ever heard this song, and I didn't expect him to. It, it basically is like hip hop, just a different type of beat instead of it being uh, like like Run DMC or Public Enemy type like production. It's it's a Prince production, so it's gonna be like kind of dancey and poppy, and just have like a like a you know like 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 a fun groove to it. I mean, that's kind of why I say more dance rather than I would say anything kind of like hip hop or rap, uh, because it does it does have that kind of very kind of um, a very kind of pop beat, which like a lot of this song, this feels like Prince has like the beat itself doesn't it doesn't feel like a live drums. It feels like a you know a sample that Prince is playing over and over, and that forms kind of like the basis of the song. Um, and then you mm-hmm. have this sample, like I said, of Jillian Steele saying the words "face the music," uh, which kind of gets um, thrown in here and there. And there's a few times where Prince kind of he almost like hits the button a few times. So she just says the word face, <laughs> face, face, face. And then he lets her say face the music. So there's a little bit of that kind of like playing around with samples. And I feel the same with the horns. Like I said, you know, it feels like the MPG horns 
have played like a couple of you know horn lines mm. and then Prince has sampled them and then he's just kind of layering them into the song when he needs them um, you know it certainly doesn't have like the live band feel of like mm-hmm. Diamonds and Pearls or um, or Symbol you know which but both of which you know he had a large band that would play with him this is kind of more Prince around this time he'd kind of retreated back to just being a solo artist um, a lot of the stuff that he did on this album and the next album was just Prince by himself in the studio oh, okay you know so that that's kind of to me why it feels like everything is kind of maybe sampled uh, you know more than uh, more mm-hmm. than kind of like a live band playing it it's, to me it certainly doesn't have a, like a live band feel it definitely feels uh, like like uh, artificial, but not in a bad way. It just feels yeah. very like uh, like very R and B of the time. I mean, there's a thing that happens when Prince is by himself in the studio, which is he tends to he kind of tends to retreat into playing with um, studio production. So he will do this kind mm. of thing of uh, you know, particularly prevalent on Sign of the Times and you know some of the stuff from uh, from Graffiti Bridge. If it's just Prince by himself, he will he will layer his own voice a number of times. He at this particular time, you know, he's had a at this point he's had his Fairlight sampler for about nine years, and he will sample himself and he will play those samples back. Um, mm. You know, obviously, you know, the height of him sampling stuff was Bat Dance, um, but there were a few other songs that were rejected from the Batman album where it was Prince sampling other Prince songs and using those. <laughs> so this is this is something that he kind of ends up doing when he's in the studio by himself. And, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of really get that um, in the chorus, like I said, with the face of the music sample that kind of keeps coming through. Um, and it's worth saying as well that Jillian Steele, you know, of the, the kind of gospel group, the Steels, um, she has, mm-hmm. you know, a really kind of strong voice. Um, you know, I feel like if, if this had been a few years earlier and it had been with the new power generation, it probably would have been Rosie Gaines that would have been singing those words, face the music. But as it is, Prince is relying on a sample. And we open up, this is something that runs throughout this album, which is with this kind of... Um, the sound of of waves lapping on the shore, um, and mm-hmm. Prince. I mean, almost a, a bit of a kind of like um, I, I don't want to say Shakespearean, but there's a, a little bit of a kind of uh, you know a sonnet feel to it where he says, uh, "Lie down, fair one, and come away till the rain is gone and over." So it's a kind of weirdly poetic kind of couple of lines to open the song before we then kind of get into the thing. And Prince does actually open by saying, "Give me the beat now," uh, which in this case is Prince asking himself to have the beat. So it's kind of, I love when Prince does this, when he, he instructs somebody else in the band to do something. And the band at this point is just Prince, Um, you know, and then he says lead line. And that's when we kind of get the main, you know, kind of um, kind of keyboard. And I I feel there's a bit of kind of guitar in there, like sample, Um, you know, that's the the kind of the backbone of the song. Yeah. I can't tell if he, if it was all like, um, like, uh, for, like it was a, with a guitar sample, like, did he actually play it, like, record a new guitar sample for this, or was it just yeah? He, um... No, that 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 is him playing a guitar and then just sampling that part of it and then just playing that whenever uh-huh. he needs it, as opposed to kind of you know playing it live uh, each time, which you can kind of tell because each time he plays it, it it's kind of almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, there's obviously if he's playing with the band and stuff, sometimes you'll hear kind of little imperfections or slight differences between the way he'll play it. You know, a guitar line, but throughout this song, each of the components, you know, like the bass line that's in here, the, you know, the drums, they're all kind mm-hmm. of, like you said, kind of artificial, but they're not really artificial. You know, they're they're live instruments that Prince has sampled, and then he's he's, you know, the artificial part is just the the playback of them essentially. Um, you know, yeah. So, so kind of is just like a Frankenstein's monster <laughs> yeah, situation of this, a this bit, like yeah. compiling, yeah, like stuff he already had recorded into this one giant. Uh, P 
piece. Yeah, I mean, obviously, because this was recorded in 1991 and then re-recorded, you know, when he was back at Paisley Park in 1993. So it's possible that some of the early elements that he laid down in 91, he's then reusing in 93, but kind of rearranging them and, and kind of sampling them. And that's how he's kind of built the song up. Hmm. Um, and once we get into the lyrics, Prince, uh, like we said, kind of almost doing like a, a rap um, you know, saying if the air's a little thick in the room tonight, I reckon it's the result of an onslaught of separatist rookies overcome by this colourful <laughs> sight. Um, and then we get this kind of little double tracking thing with Prince uh, singing, talking so fast that even they, talking so fast that even they don't know what they mean. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I mean, I, I like the kind of the idea of this onslaught of separatist rookies. I mean, it's such a weird, um, you know, kind of phrase that he uses. Um, you know, and, and yeah. you know this kind of overcome by this colourful sight. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I mean, the, like occasionally Prince will do kind of like nonsense lyrics. These don't feel like nonsense lyrics. It feels like he's trying to say something, but he's trying to obscure the meaning a little bit. Yeah, it did feel like a specific reference to something. I just wasn't. I listened a couple times. I, I wasn't sure what exactly it's a reference to. <laughs> it like it feels too too specific to be like pure poetic nonsense yeah i mean obviously you know the song is called race and you know there's a there's a line you know where prince you know in the next kind of like stanza he says of all the things that are base a rhyme of all the things that base a rhyme how is it that you every time regurgitate the racist lines that keep us apart so i feel like that's what he's trying to get when he says overcome by this colorful sight i think he's trying to hint at you know um an invasion by um you know I don't know, African-Americans or, you know, the use of colourful there, I think is, is trying to talk about skin colour rather than, um, you know, uh, kind of anything else. But at the same time, he's yeah. trying to, he's trying to kind of obscure it a little bit, but which just means it, it instead of just being, it's not like a, a clever reference. It just means you, you have to kind of decipher it a little bit. Cause you're like, when he says overcome mm-hmm. by this colourful sight, what does he mean? Uh, and I think he's kind of talking about people in a room that have different skin colors. So kind of, kind of like the like the uh, movement to one of the cities, like in the fifties, by like uh, like southern black people. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's certainly what it feels like to me. That I mean, that might just be my interpretation of it, but you know, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like when we get to the the kind of chorus, although Prince throws out uh, he throws mm-hmm. out a line about thank God this ain't Monopoly, you'd make us all go back to the start, which I think is I mean, that's, to me, that's an interesting commentary on how um, you know, black Americans have been held back mm-hmm. in terms of like the housing market, um, you know and kind of segregated oh, and, okay. and you know, so, yeah. I, I mean obviously, I, th- I, th- I think the fact that Prince puts it mm-hmm. in those two lines, I you know, I don't think he's going that deep into it, but it's it's just a very little interesting idea of like mm. you know this is this is the the period where you know in the eighties Prince had a band that mm. was mostly white you know most of the people in it were white and then when he had the new power generation most of the art you know most of the, the yeah. musicians were black and so this is the point at which Prince mm. had started to kind of reclaim you know his race a little bit so the fact that he says you'd make us all go back to the start uh, means that he's kind of putting himself you know you know in with black americans or african americans which is something that mm-hmm. you know since after he crossed over with purple rain this is not something that he did very often um you know was was kind of identify himself as as kind of you know his blackness it was just not something that huh. you know at this point wasn't that common so the fact that mm-hmm. he's kind of putting himself in the collective there and saying you know you'd make us all go back to the start you know i think that's kind of interesting that he puts it in the song but um the, the part where talking so fast that even they the the, the uh, double track with his voice yeah that um 
That's like something that this hip-hop producer Madlib does. Have you heard of him? I have not, no. He did an album with MF Doom, probably Doom's best album, Mad Villain. Yeah. And uh, Madlib has a side project called Quasimodo, where it's him rapping with his own voice, and then he pictures it up, so it's like uh, kind of like the prince's falsetto yeah and so he has yeah. he has a very deep voice and he'll like kind of mix and so in like quasimodo he'll like uh, do one verse normal voice another verse the high-pitched voice and kind of like mix and match and do double like do double tracking type thing yeah and that that feels like maybe madlib may have madlib may have a uh, heard the song and be like, "Hey, I can do that." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something that Prince does commonly when he when he double tracks or triple tracks his voice. He will usually um, sometimes he won't do harmonies, but he'll certainly do octaves. So he'll have a higher voice that is, you know. I mean, on this one, I th- I think he is doing. Uh, it sounds like fifths to me rather than than octaves, but he does always like have that very kind of distinct higher voice. Obviously he sung a lot of songs, you know, earlier on in his career in falsetto. So sometimes he'll literally mix a falsetto with him singing kind of in his lower register. Yeah. You know, that kind of double tracking. And then after the Monopoly line, we get to the chorus, which is race in the space I mark a I mark human. <laughs> which um <laughs> with the face the 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 music sample and then race face the music we all bones when we dead you know race in the space i mark human cut me cut you both the blood is red so you know obviously you know the the message of the song there being that essentially on the inside we are all skeletons and we all bleed um not the most complex of ideas <laughs> that being uh, no. talked about uh, but i you know i like it and the you know the fact that he says we all bones when we dead uh, again, that is kind of you know, um, to that's that again that kind of feels more like a you know a rap thing, um, you know, rather than saying we're all bones, you know, the kind of the kind of we all, mm-hmm. um, you know. So it kind of interesting that Prince at this point, um, you know, as he was getting close to, um, I don't know how old would he have been in ninety four, um, thirty seven somewhere around there. He's just, <laughs> this is the point at which he's decided to embrace rap. Um, is as a thirty-seven-year-old man, um, but yeah. So I mean, I like. Did he like? Did he like hip hop and rap, or was he? Uh, he famous. He famously recorded a song in nineteen eighty-seven called "Dead on It," which is um, a scathing endorsement of how terrible all rap is and how all rappers are tone deaf, and no mm. rappers can fill stadiums, and basically <laughs> rappers are not very good people. <laughs> I, I mean. It's funny because he kind of almost, you know, within the year he rescinded that and he was, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of, he then, he, you know, he, he kind of knew some of the guys from, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the group. Oh, Chuck D? Yeah, Chuck D. So I I think there were a few, there were a few artists that Prince, you know, um, once, once kind of more seminal rap stuff came out in the late 80s, mm-hmm. you know, Prince kind of heard it and then realized the power of the, of the genre. So you know, he then, he then, you know, by the time we got to, um, you know, Graffiti Bridge, he, he, Mm -hmm. he incorporated a rapper into his group, um, you know, and he started to do more songs that were kind of rap based and, you know, he himself, as in this song, you know, kind of embraced, um, you know, stuff that, that kind of rap and hip hop was doing in, in the kind of the early mid nineties. And then, you know, we have Prince singing the word race a couple of times and you have this kind of, um, this weird kind of like low sample Mm -hmm. noise that he puts in the song. Uh, which almost sounds like a car kind of like starting, I think. That's kind of how I hear it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then we get, uh, you know, Prince telling a story. 
uh, where he says, three seats over, there's a lady black. Entrusted to her care is a little white girl. And the matter of the fact, before her mama or another kid at school tells her about the fallacy that one race rules over another, she'd be much better off left full. And, I mean, I, I, I kind of... I kind of sort of understand what he's saying here, but I like the fact that he, instead of saying, you know, over there there's a black lady, he says there's a lady black. Um, so like this weird, he, he does this mm-hmm. a few times in songs just to make words fit, where he'll reverse a well-known saying, uh, and it's literally just to kind of make it fit into the music. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I think, I, I mean, you know, that's kind of the next two lines where he says, if we never heard about the evils that those before us committed, then how, my dear, tell me now, how, my dear, tell me now, how, how would we know? Um, and I guess, I mean, he kind of has a point, which is, uh, you know, this kind of the idea that one race is more superior. It's like, uh, you know, obviously that's that's not something that, that any any kind of like child would automatically know. It's something that comes from like the environment, um, yeah. you know. So the, the fact that he's kind of, um, protesting it here um, I, I mean I, I just like when Prince gets a little political um, mm-hmm. and, and like I said this is kind of more this is kind of one of the times where he really started to kind of embrace his blackness um, and something that he would do towards the end of his career when you know he ended up with uh, you know for the last kind of few albums he had mm-hmm. like a, a really big afro and you know that was like the look that he had for his first kind of two albums and then he spent most of his career, you know, like he didn't, he didn't have natural hair. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, for, like for most of his career, no. his hair was his hair was, you know, I mean, his hair changed quite frequently, but there was always something done to it, so it it, it was never really natural until kind of the last few years of his life, where he he did kind of uh, just embrace it and just went back to having the afro that he had when he was, you know, a teenager. Um, mm. So I think it's interesting here that you know he's kind of. What, like I said, embracing you know, embracing hip hop and also kind of talking, you know, kind of talking about race. Um, I mean, calling the song "race" feels like the most obvious thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, this is an album where every, every single song is just a one-word title, so I don't know that he could have had a more complex title. First stanza and the second verse. I like that the first two lines end with uh, "lady black and white girl," which is a uh, there are opposites. Yeah. And I really like that. Uh, uh, juxtaposition of a lady girl in black and white there i mean i this i mean you know prince is not averse to a, a little bit of kind of poetic uh a poetic juxtaposition so you know i i do appreciate that um although like i said that you know the message of the song feels kind mm-hmm. of simple of like just don't be racist and you're like okay prince yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean i'm not going to object to that yeah it's it's not very specific it's just very like yeah, what you said, don't be racist. And <laughs> yeah. uh, we're all we're all skeletons. We're all skeletons, and we all bleed. You know, like uh, it's not it's not like he's really putting a complex message. Although I do like the fact that he spells out the word history when he says "damn with H I S T O R Y" and all this BS propaganda. And I like the way that he pronounces that as well. He doesn't say propaganda; <laughs> he says propaganda, keeping you from me and me from you as we grow. I don't want to know why those before us hated each other. I'd rather believe they never did. I'd rather believe that there's hope for a kid, and if he imitates the best, I guess that's what he'll try to be, and we'll let the rest dissolve with my guitar underneath the sea. Race. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, again, like, the, the, the main message is just uh, don't tell kids about being racist, you know, like, just let pl- kids play together yeah. and don't draw attention to skin colour, and maybe, you know, they'll they'll kind of, you know, be more positive or something. It's It's not like a terribly complex message. Um, you know, but no. I do like the fact that he has to mention his guitar, 
Um, and then, of course, as he says guitar, there's a little bit of a guitar riff as well that kind of comes in, you know, so... Uh, and again, that's something that Prince likes to do a little bit as well. When he mentions instruments, he likes to have those instruments play as he says the mm-hmm. words. Did he have a signature guitar at this point? I think at this point he still had the the Blue Angel, I think, was the guitar he was using um, around this time. Oh. Uh, although he didn't do much publicity for this album because it was a contractual obligation album. And he was trying to get out of his contract mm-hmm. with Warner Brothers. So, you know, he, there wasn't much kind of publicity for this. So around the time he was he was kind of mostly just touring. Um but yeah, so he, I mean, I, I think he was still using the Blue Angel. He'd been using the Yellow Angel since um, Diamonds and Pearls, and you know he had the White Angel all the way back to um, Purple Rain. So he's still kind of using those. Um, you know, years later, which I'm sure I'll discuss in I don't know a few months or maybe a year's time. <laughs> uh, he did have a song just called mm-hmm. Guitar, um, and it is just a lot of guitar work in that song. Um, you know, and for the rest of the song, we just mostly get yeah. kind of the samples. We get the chorus one more time. We get a lot of face, 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 face the music. Um, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. race, race, race. And then, as as with most songs that I really enjoy, the final song, you know, the final word of the song is race. And I love it when the the last word of the song is the title of the song. You know, um, yeah. So I mean, like I said, not a t- like not like the most complex message about race. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and you know, I mean, I, I enjoy the production of this song. Um, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, it, it's it's kind of this weird thing of Prince using live instruments as samples. So it has this weird kind of it's not it's not like you know fully artificial. Uh, like you know, he used to have drum machines and synths and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's not a band playing. It's kind of a strange sound to a bit where it's uh, half artificial, half real, and it's kind of like I'm not. Well, at first, I was like, I'm not sure how to take this exactly <laughs> and the thing is this is kind of the production this is the sound of the songs that are produced on this album and also gold experience has a similar kind of thing um and then i mean emancipation he had a band so a lot of that kind of but there's still the songs that have got are kind of based on samples on that as well and it wouldn't really be until you kind of got to rainbow children that he kind of started going back to a, a fully live mm. band um, you know so this is kind of this is what 90s print sounds like is is live instruments played mm. as samples that are then layered over Prince just singing by himself, um, you know. <laughs> and you know, for me, you know, this song is uh, I would say probably a four out of five. Uh, I think the only thing that stops it from being a five out of five is I think that, like I like the sample that of of Geraldine Steele, but I I just think Prince is, is kind of relying a little too much on on some of those types of samples in this song, you know, I do like the kind of using real instruments, but sampling them mm. thing, you know, that's, that's kind of like nineties prints. That's what I'm kind of used to. Um, but I can't kind of give it a five out of five because I, you know, I also, I don't think it's really saying anything that remarkable. I'd say 3.5. Yeah. The message, like there's no like big, like, tr- like universal truth or like, like interesting message to it, which kind of like, it's a little too, uh, too generalized, yeah. Which is kind of like the big problem with it. It's more just like 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 trying to have a message, but trying to also be like a, a fun song at the same time. Yeah, I, mean, I think the pop sensibility that's kind of running through it kind of stops it from being too serious. Like we, you know, I I can't imagine Chuck D singing this and being as upbeat and happy about it. <laughs> like, uh, you know, if a serious rapper had yeah. do, had done this song, the message would have been a lot more kind of sharper. Um, and a bit more kind of social yeah. commentary rather than just like an upbeat pop song. 
which is kind of what it's veering towards, really. Now, uh, Prince himself, you know, he performed this song, as was common with a number of these songs around this time. You know, he performed them on tour, 93, 94, 95. Uh, and then by the time he got to like 96, he'd kind of stopped playing the songs of this period. <laughs> um, you know, once once he released Emancipation, everything kind of from this mm-hmm. time, he just stopped playing. Um, so, you know, he, he kind of played it live for a few years. Uh, although apparently there was a performance in night in um, 2006 uh, where he played this mm. song, but he he kind of added it as, a, as an interpolation to the song Musicology. Uh, which makes sense because musicology is kind of almost Prince looking back on his career and kind of talking about some of his earlier songs. So I could see him kind of maybe sampling a little bit of it kind of in, in that song. But, uh, you know, I, I couldn't find any cover versions of it. I, don't, I mean, I, I feel like we've reached the period of, of Prince where people didn't re- don't really cover these songs. You know, like 90s Prince doesn't really get that many covers from people. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't able to find anything. Uh, also, just searching for the words race Prince. I guess you a lot of results, <laughs> you know, um, and, and, you know, a number of them are very, you know, in-depth articles about his father and mother and they're nothing to do with this song. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I wasn't able to find any covers. So I feel like we've said as much as we can about race. So yeah. let's go to any plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug Spencer? I'd like to plug my podcast, high and low, a Saw podcast. If you're, if, if you have any interest in Japanese film, you should listen to me and Joel from uh, Please Don't Send Me Outer Space talk about Kurosawa and other Japanese films. It kind of started out as just Kurosawa, and they kind of just expanded into just looking at this like classic Japanese film from like, the 40s to the 90s. And neither of us are experts. Joel has attended three film classes, and... Uh, I think he completed only two of them, and I have been to zero. So we are just fans, and it's not like stuffy and uh, academic. It's kind of two friends who like who wanted who wanted an excuse to watch Kurosawa movies, talking about Japanese stuff on uh, Twitter at High and Low Pod, and on Facebook High and Low a Kurosawa podcast but uh, mainly through Twitter. Great stuff. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Spencer. You're welcome. And otherwise, face the music. I love you.